Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, leave us a review, maybe give us as many stars as Vamelka uh, gave up goals. I'm Sean DePaz, <laughs> joined by the one and only Steve Peters. Of course, Craig Morgan will be joining us later. Petey. First of all, who does the, who types out the words for the thumbnail? Who does that? Um, that just comes up before it said Coyotes post game. Who typed that up? It's just curious. Uh, Shane did today. Shane did today. Yeah. Okay. Just, so, what program do we use to do that? After Effects. After Effects does not have spell check apparently. Oh no! What happened? I missed. I'm just it. saying Coyotes has a Y. It does, but it clearly doesn't matter. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Again, HK. We're just lucky we're here with microphones on and talking about hockey yeah. tonight. So we're good. Like, just checking though. Like if. I mean, this, test. Is what happens, this is what happens when you take me out from behind the Mac and put me in front of it. The production's <laughs> been so it. busy today. You guys have both been so busy. That's what happened when Leah leaves town. Everybody yeah. gets, has to do all this work. There's too much going yeah. on. Doesn't care. She clearly doesn't care about us all that much. No, but she um, said hi to the group, by the way. And did you see that too? She had a comment in the group. Hi. If, you, if you're by a computer and you can comment, turn the damn thing on. There she is again. Hi, hi from Toronto. Turn it on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Must have must have left the mic here in here in uh, the valley. Didn't bring Sorry. her up to Toronto. A lot of hot takes today, Sean. It is what it is. This is what happens when Shane leaves the Sun Devil show. We talk crap about him too. So it's just if you leave, it's gonna happen. It's just the way. Why did she leave when it's seven to one? Seven to one. I feel like that's that from her perspective, that's the best time to leave. Yeah, this is tough. This is you know you know look about this schedule. This is the sixth time. Yes, the sixth time they've given up seven or more goals this season. That's a lot when you give up seven goals. And to do yeah. it six times in the same season is is tough. And they did a lot in the beginning of the year. You know, we were talking about the Columbus 8-2 to start the season off. Then right away they they, they gave up seven to four um, to St. Louis later that week. And I thought we kind of got through that. I thought we got through that period where we're going we're gonna to hang on. We're going to... We're going to you know, make games exciting. We're still going to lose, but we're going to make it exciting. And I thought that's the way this season was headed. And then everybody gets hurt. Yeah. And, and I get, wait, 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 you can't be depressed about this. You can't be angry about it. It's, it's not even fair, right? Yeah. Like the lineup's not even fair you're putting out there. Yeah. Like I tweeted from the, the, the beat account, I was watching uh, Shane Wright highlights just to feel something, to ease the pain. Cause did it help? I feel like that's at, at this point, that's what you got to remember is uh, there's, there's bigger fish to fry. These, these losses are all. Lose the battles, win the war, and the war being the NHL draft lottery. Um, it's all worth it, keep... right? Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, hopefully, as long as the lottery balls fall in our favor. Um, let's get straight to the numbers. Um, not let's that I really this game want over to, I like it. because they're not very pretty. Um, of course, 7-1 to one for the Canucks, uh, but the most telling number here is the power plays. Three out of four for the Canucks. Uh, Yotes did get one, but not clearly enough. Um, and that was that was barely a, a power play goal. It was changed to a power play goal after the fact um, for Lad. And then, yeah, like I said, three for four from the Canucks. Is that shots on goal rate? Twenty-seven uh, shots on goal and seven goals against. Yes, yes. So usually they stop like 46, 48, 50 and give up three. Twenty-seven and seven. I, I'm not a math major. 
Oh, not, not a good percentage. I'll say that no. much. No, and, uh, and again, it doesn't always fall on the goaltender. Again, I don't think Veggie was very good. Again, and we'll get to that a little bit later in the show, but you put out a roster with this many guys playing for the American League, get a couple kids in college, you're playing against a team that's trying to make the playoffs. This is what you expect. They turned over the puck too much. They didn't defend very well, and they didn't get the huge save that they had got at moments during the season. That's what happens for a 7-1 to loss, and that's where you are today. And that's yeah, too bad, but that's what you got on the ice. I imagine we didn't have any keys from you today, but I imagine if we did, we would have had uh, veggie, veggie, veggie. And yeah, I don't know what to put. out of like, the box. What do you put? Like, what are your keys now? Like, yeah. just get through the game without getting another guy hurt? Like, ba- yeah, I basically, know. I feel like that's really all you can hope for. Um, and at least make the game competitive, um, which they did not do. Um, but, yeah, this was definitely not uh, – obviously, you want to stay out of the box always, but this was definitely not the right team uh, to get into penalty trouble with. Uh, the Last time I checked, and I think it might be 11 now, but they have the Canucks have at least 10 power play goals in their last six games. Um, so this power play has clearly been hot, and they they showed that tonight. Um, and then the worst part was like, this is obviously, there's some of them were the penalties were your run of the mill penalties, but they one of them was a, a too many men on the ice. And I feel like when you're this bad of a team, you can't be making mental errors like that. You can't don't win those games. And when you see those too many men on the ice penalties, like you've you've seen it happen before. It's usually one guy's going to the box and two two guys jump on, and you just yeah. make a mental error. I don't know if I've ever seen one like this. Yeah. There are this five players in the zone playing. In the zone, yeah. And somebody just jumps on the ice. Like, just I don't maybe, the ice. maybe they won't know. Maybe the coaches are going, hey, if we want to have a chance, we need six out there. Jump out there. I, I have never seen it that egregious. That's yeah, a tough one was, to kill. It was it was very very odd. Um, what else, Petey? The, the power play was not the, the, the penalty kill. Obviously, didn't do their job. Um, they're, they're still struggling to find offense. I, yeah, uh, offense has been a problem since Keller got hurt. And you you go back to to you know it's been seven games without Clayton Keller. Now this team is one and six with a total goal accumulation. They're losing thirty one to eight. Over that seven games, they're averaging just above one goal a game in Keller's absence. And you know what? Even with with all of the injuries we've talked about, Chikrin and Kraus and Fisher and Timmons, and the list is on and on and on, they were still able to have offense with Clayton Keller in the lineup because you had Clayton Smolch and Boyd. They were able to provide some offense, and you'd get some goals, and, hey, we might be close. <sighs> Keller Keller's the leading scorer on this team and the MVP and the All-Star for a reason. And without him, there just is no offense. And again, I thought Kessel might score today. I thought he might. Had a few shots on goal, and you go, oh, shit, maybe. And no. Another one. No. I don't know if he's going to get his 400. I don't know if he's going to get two more goals this year. It's yeah, it's not looking like not looking like it. He, um, he had a couple opportunities in this game, I feel like, but... Um... Definitely not. Not he did. He did come away with a point, I believe, on 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 the lad goal. Um, speaking did. of lad, speaking of lad, should we just let's get, get it all? The, let's get it all done. Just yeah. get it all out of other stuff we'll talk about um, besides this game. Obviously, like we said, not a whole lot of offense to be seen. Uh, but the offense that we did get came from the one and only Andrew Lad. Andrew Lad, and, and I tell you what, and, and I'll say this first of all: here's a guy that I didn't think was going to play. 10 games this season for the Coyotes. That was game number 47 for Andrew Ladd today. So as I would, he's exceeded expectations. He's been a factor in the games. I, I remember watching him in training camp going, oh, I'm not sure he can play. He like he couldn't keep up. He was slow. You're like, you were almost concerned for him. But I tell you, the amount of work that this player put in to get where he has been this season is phenomenal. Like this, I owe him an apology saying that he couldn't make it and couldn't get back for 10 games because he has exceeded expectations and more. Unfortunately, this team hasn't exceeded expectations, or maybe they did. Maybe this is where exactly we thought they would be. I don't know. But let's talk about the line that Andrew Ladd yeah. started on tonight. So The line of elderly men. The line of We keep talking about the kids and the kids yeah, and right. the college kids and the American League kids. He was on a line. Andrew Ladd was on a line with Phil Kessel and Erickson combined age of 106 years old over 3000 3235 games played 905 goals 1200 assists 2106 points that might be one of the oldest lines in hockey at 106 years old 
wow. And you, you know, you've got guys out the Michelli and Smith and McBain. You're going, my goodness, but this team is getting young and fast. And then they throw those three over the boards. Um, maybe not. Yeah, so. I know. I know they did, they did mix up the lines a little bit. Um, there was the line with Carcone, Smith, and Boyd. Um, I feel like Torini's just kind of looking for anything to kind of work. As with that, like you said, struggling for offense since Kessel left, or since Keller left, um, since he got hurt and. Now they're just, he's just trying to find figure out anything that can kind of get this offense going. Yeah, it's kind of like you throw the you, we're talking about the ping pong balls. It's the bingo balls to try to pick your lineup for the night. Just throw yeah. shit against the wall, see what sticks. Honestly, and and and, and I'm not trying to be hypercritical because this is really the roster they're able to put out on the ice. This is okay. Just get these guys, get McBain and Smith some experience, get these American League guys more games under the belt. It's okay. You just don't want to see them getting beat this badly. Yeah. That's the part that's hard. And that's the part you don't want to you don't want to instill that loser mentality. Like, and that's what happened. And unfortunately, sorry, Sean, I'm gonna say it. It happened in Buffalo and it happened in Edmonton. Yep. And it's hard to shake that off. And so I you know, I like those emojis, by the way, Karen. Sorry to digress, but you you've <laughs> got to be able to stay competitive. And even when they were losing that middle section of the season, they were competitive. And I think that was important. Now it is Honestly, just get through the damn season. Just get through, get done. No more injuries and just get through it because the most important date for this team the entire season is the lottery draw. And I know they haven't set a date yet. It's between game three and four of round one. We don't know the date and time. But the point is the lottery ball pick is a Coyotes fans Stanley Cup. This is it. This this changes the franchise for years. And I'm gonna I'm gonna digress, Sean. I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna hog the mic for a minute. Go off, PD. Because when we're talking about the draft and, and we talk about being last and how important this tank is. Okay, right now the Coyotes are in last with 49 points. Montreal with 51. Seattle at 52. None of them are winning right now, so those points haven't changed in days. It is so important that this team gets last because yeah. this team has been through two tanks, two where they where they blew it up. Not as bad as this, because right now they're on pace to have the worst season in the history since moving to Arizona. Two other times they've they've been bad and gone through a tank. 2014, 15, 56 points. The number one pick that year in the draft, you might have heard of him, Connor McDavid. Number two was Eichel. Coyotes finished second to last. Second to, not last, second to last by two points. So you get last, you're guaranteed at that time you were guaranteed Eichel. Guess what they didn't do? They didn't get last. That's why it's important. They didn't get McDavid. They didn't get Eichel. They get Dylan Strom. You go back to the other one in 2006-7, they got 67 points, finished second to last behind Philadelphia again. Number one pick in the 2007 draft, Patrick Kane. Not sure you heard of him. Patrick Kane wins a few Stanley Cups, becomes a key piece for the Chicago franchise to this day. He's the leading scorer of that team. Hero for, for, and for who drafted... Who did the Coyotes draft in 2007? Kyle Turris. <laughs> so that's why this tank season needs to continue to be a tank. See, Craig gets it. Tanking <laughs> is okay, but you've gone this far. You better get last. You better get last. So when those balls bounce around, it better come up red, white, and black. Yeah. Uh, There's my speech, Craig. Good timing. Hey, buddy, I don't know if the team's capable of winning another game, except maybe against those Blackhawks you just talked about. Yeah, um, I don't see it. I don't see it on the schedule. The um, falling out. What are the odds for a uh, for if the when it, it, hopefully I want to say win, but if the Yotes finish in last place, what are the odds for their first pick? You know, off the top of your head. <laughs> I'm glad that you asked that. Sean. Great question. I was railing about this on the podcast, our last podcast, because they still haven't released them. Normally, oh. we know by now, but the NHL just doesn't want to tell us for some reason. I don't know why. It's not like it's a big deal. It's not going to vary much from last season, but they don't seem to want to tell us the odds, and it's bugging me, clearly. Interesting. Well, we don't know the odds for the first overall draft pick, but we do know the odds for tomorrow's play-in games uh, for the NBA well, for the NBA postseason playoffs, right I don't know what really good. Show. You know, I, this is only the third time I've ever had to do ad reads, and I'm pretty proud of myself for that segue. That was um, unbelievable segue. Leah's taking thanks. notes in Toronto at Tim Hortons right now. <laughs> at, at what? At what is it? At almost one o'clock in the in the morning over in Toronto. No, don't um, forget to write down that time code too. 
still wandering the street <laughs> eating those chips, those assorted chips. I know. Those all yes, those chips. Um, but the NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. All DraftKings customers, if you aren't a new customer, can get in on same-game parlays. I don't have I didn't have any for the play-in games, but I did have a same-game parlay tonight on the Coyotes game. Of course, it was Vancouver's money line because I do not trust this Coyotes team. Um, but my other leg. So interestingly, I was talking about this with Shane before the game, and we were going to bet on Garland to score. For some reason, I didn't. I instead bet on Schmaltz to score, and that didn't happen, so I did not win any money. But still, same-game parlays, whether it's NHL or NBA, make the action just a little bit more fun. Uh, you can buy multiple bets for um, from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Um, plus, for each day of the play-in game, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So maybe I shouldn't be betting on the NHL. Maybe I should just bet on the NBA. Um, just download, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Get f- bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, 21-plus, Arizona-only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details and while we're on the topic of the nba playing games i'm going to provide the people with my DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week um as we have talked about my picks on this show tend to be pretty solid i don't remember what my last one was or if it hit but i'm just going to pretend that it did um but tomorrow I am going to go with a team that I know producer Shane is a big fan of the Cleveland. I almost said the Cleveland Clippers, the Cleveland Cavaliers money line uh, plus one Oh five. I think this Clipper, this Cavs team is really good. They're playing really playing really good without arguably one of their best players. Um, And with the odds being that close, that's, I think it's just, it's one and a half point spread. So I like the Clippers or I like, geez, I like the Cavs to come out on top of that and be the eighth seed in the Eastern conference. Thank you. Nice ad reads. Clapping for myself. Craig, you're muted. <laughs> That's probably a good thing right now, Craig. <laughs> you're muted. Oh. We have nothing to say about this game, guys. Other than yeah, Karel Vemelka. Do we do we have that? Um, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have a graphic of um and this doesn't Eddie's, include tonight's game. It doesn't include tonight, no. But, but uh, the numbers here are not pretty. Signed his three-year extension. That is not a pretty picture. And look, they have been forced in some instances to play him because of their goaltending situation. But you go out and you get Hari Satari. Excuse me, I got to say that right. And he's played. Well, he came in in the third period tonight, but he's played one game. I thought he might get this game. I think he needs to get the next game. I asked Andre Turney after tonight's game. If he was worried that with Karel Vemelka's struggles, if he's worried about his confidence at this point, Andre gave a long answer to this one, um, multifaceted. They're obviously monitoring. He has faith that the communication is good, so he'll know. Uh, he also believes that you know they need to test this young goaltender, find out what he's made of, find out if he can pull himself out of the slump. He thinks that players need to learn that, and I'm sure that's part of the organizational philosophy I'm mixed on this one, Petey. I know you have thoughts on this as well. I think you got to put your players in a position to succeed, especially young players that are still learning in the NHL. You can argue that there may not be a scenario where a a goaltender can succeed with the Coyotes right now because it's a really bad situation with what he's got in front of him. But he's struggling right now. I didn't think their goaltending was good tonight. I didn't think Vancouver was that dominant tonight. Vancouver had 27 shots on goal. They did have three power play goals. Bad on the Coyotes for taking those penalties, but Milka didn't play well tonight. And and I wonder, I do wonder if it's impacting him mentally right now. You know what, Craig? The caveat to this is I will say their roster that they're putting on the ice is not a competitive NHL roster right now. Too many American leaders got college kids. I get it. More than half the roster is on injured reserve. So let's start with that. And including majority of their defensemen are American League defensemen and doing the best they can and giving the best effort they possibly can every night. 
but they're not used to the speed of this NHL game. And I'll start with that. So let's not pin this all on the goalie. However, having said that, this is a guy that you've just committed to for the next three seasons for nearly $3 million a year. So this is a guy, I'm not quite sure what we need to see him do at this point. Like, you've already signed him. If you hadn't signed him, then you got to see, okay, what can he do down the road? At this point, I'm not sure that that's what, what, what we need to do. Is that the test? Like, okay, well, see what he can do. For what possible reason are we seeing what he can do? What possible reason? We're hoping out in this scenario next year. We're clearly hoping out in the year two or three of his contract. So what are we testing it for now? Two, his confidence. Did you see the body language on this team? That's exact same body language we saw in the second week of the season. Yep. Exactly the same where they go, shit, we don't have a chance. And I get it. Again, it's the roster. I get it. I get it. This team's not going to win. Putting that team out, let's get to the ping pong balls, the draft, and let's worry about next year's training camp. Understood. This is a problem. And this is a concern for me for October of 2022. This isn't a concern now in April with the roster they're putting out. The him giving up six, seven goals a night isn't a concern. Concern is October. So does he grow over the summer? Does he get coaching over the summer? Does he change his style of game during the summer? Does he mature into a different goaltender over the summer? Let's hope so. Because this... This is what we've seen now, not once, not twice. This is week upon week of this now. I think he needs a break. Yeah. And, I, and I hope that would help turn it around. And I, I don't want to, people listening right now to come away with this thinking that I'm complaining about Vimelka. I am not. He has gone up and put up numbers that are, are unbelievable at points in the season. 42, 44, 46 saves. 46 save shuttle in Winnipeg was absolutely lights out. We haven't seen that goalie for a while. And whether it's because... He's not getting pushed from behind from Wedgwood, who, by the way, has not lost in regulation since going to Dallas. He's 3-0-2 with the goals against under three. Um, is that part of the issue? Is he playing too many games? Is that the issue? Is the contract honestly in his head? Does he expect that he have to play better because he's making that money now? And that's being difficult for him. I don't know, but he needs to step back and work on his game with goalie coach Corey Schwab and, and get back to where he was in the middle of the season. And I hope... He can play that way for one or two games down the stretch. I hope he can find that because he needs that confidence over the summer. That's my biggest read on the situation right now. You guys, I don't know if this is going to carry over for Vemelka. I don't know if his confidence is going to be destroyed. It, it better not be if you're a professional goalie. But I think he could take some time right now to work with Corey Schwab and say, hey, there's here's a few things. They haven't had a lot of practice time. There's right. not a lot of time for him to do this. So pull him back. Get Saturday a couple starts. Get a look at the guy that you claimed off waivers so you know what you have because you only have eight games left in the season and pull Vemelka back for a little bit and give him some work. I just honestly, I, I just don't get it. I know both of us have been sort of questioning their approach with the goaltenders for a while now, but I just don't get this. Yeah. And, and you look at Saturday, he's given it one and five. One goal and five shots tonight. And honestly, the one start he did have, he, he he struggled, but it was his first start in years. So, yeah, you want to see, you want to talk about, let's see what we have. Well, let's see what we have with him. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's the guy I want to see what you have. He's a guy that hasn't played in a regular role in the National Hockey League for over five years. So let's see what he has, because guess what? They need two goalies at the start of next season. And right now they've got one. So you, whether it's sign Wedgwood over the summer, which I still think is an option, is it Prozvatov? I don't think he's ready. We've talked about that multiple times on the show. So is it Satari? Satari? Is it? I, I don't know. I think that's the, the, the thing they need to find out. Vamelka signed. Don't worry about him. We got him. Let's find out who's number two in October. And I think that's what they can do over this next nine, nine games is take a look at, or eight now, take a look at, at what they have in, in Hari. So we'll see, Craig. I, I didn't mean to get fired up. I was going to be positive today saying the tank is coming and the ping pong balls and the draft and wrong for right and all those things. And here I am again. Um, so who do you think, who do you think are the two goalies on the team at the start of next season? Lord knows. Well, Vivalka is one of them. Yeah. Right. Ivan Prozvatov won't be here. Kojinash probably won't even be back with the organization. Um, it's funny. I talked about Wedgwood, Craig. He's 302, 274, 917 save percentage in Dallas. Shutouts, shuts out the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning the other night. Takes Minnesota tonight to overtime. They lose in overtime, but he's been exceptional 
and, and not just good, but he's playing as good as he did for the Coyotes. He's playing that same way for the Dallas Stars. So I, my thought process, oh, he'll come back to Arizona. Guess what? He might get other better offers than to come back to Arizona next season. Yeah, and, and in a way, I hope he does, right? I hope he plays himself into a good situation. I'm glad that, well, I mean, they, they lost tonight, and so it's not assured yet. It's but tight I, right now. It is because Vegas, Vegas crushed they Calgary. pounded right? Calgary. Yeah, and then uh, the other teams are like Nashville lost at home tonight, so it's tight again. But when I look at the goaltending for next season, like we said, Vimelka is going to be here. But I wonder if that other guy is on another team. Like we know that the Coyotes are going to be taking on contracts from other teams. Other teams want to shed. I'm I'm not saying I've heard anything about this, but like I look at a situation like Minnesota's got right now. They want to bring Mark Andre Fleury back, but they've got Cam Talbot under contract for like three point six or 3.7 next season. Is that an opportunity for, for Bill Armstrong to say, okay, we'll take Cam Talbot off your, your hands and we'll uh, we'll take an asset as well. I, I wonder about things like that, if those are opportunities for the Coyotes. Yeah, and you know, Bill's done that before. Clearly, mm-hmm. he's been able to do that. And we talked about, it's funny, we talked about it the draft, or excuse me, trade deadline, like uh, Spencer Knight. And I thought, good grief, they're not going to let go of Spencer Knight in Florida, but for the same reasons you're talking about. Like Bobrovsky, that got locked up forever. He's your goalie for for years to come, so we have some value in Spence, uh, Spencer Knight. Maybe there's a deal in the summer for a player like that. Um, I don't believe that they're going to pick up a guy like Cam Talbot right now or Spencer Knight, because honestly, it's not the time. They need one or two more years of tank season to get Connor Bedard and to really turn this around. I don't know if it's the time you're looking for a franchise goalie. I think that's two years out. I don't think it's next summer. I think it's the summer after where you start going, okay, let's start getting the plan. And, and if Vimelka has now become the goalie we think or hope he can be, then maybe he is the goalie going in the future. Or if he's not, now we can go, okay, 275 for a backup. That's okay. We can do that. Now let's look for the future. Who's our franchise guy when we get through the tunnel in year three and four of this rebuild? Who's the guy? So I don't know if we're necessarily going to see a big name goalie added to the roster over the summer. I think it's going to be more of what they did this year. I think it's going to be a guy that you go, who? Um, whether it's Kojanash or Vamelka. Um, I think that's what you're going to see more of this summer. I think it'll be guys like that. And hopefully they'll have. Uh... An arena to move into. Yeah, arena? They need that? Are we still talking was, about the freaking arena? I don't feel like that. Until the arena is built and hockey is being played in it and possibly other sports, um, I feel like I, we're not going to stop talking about it. Um, obviously, we have to talk about your story, Craig. The possibility of my ASU Sun Devils playing in the new Tempe arena. Uh, so what do you have on that? Well, is, is Jebedine here? Jebedine guard here? Jebedine is in the uh, is behind the scenes. He is there. Oh, he is. Is. He's hiding behind Cody. <laughs> For a minute, I thought you were wearing curlers in your hair, looking at that headset. <laughs> Does he have a microphone, or is he just mute it? There you go. Hello. Hey. All right. We're talking to uh, Andrew Hoops. Story up on PHNX today. Obviously, that the Coyotes and Arizona State have at least discussed the possibility if this arena gets built. If this arena gets built of having it be the home of Sun Devil basketball. I want to get takes from the ASU guys on this possibility. There have been takes all over the internet about it. I want to hear it from you guys. What do you think? Well, look, you, you, well, hold on. You have, <laughs> you, have, you have two different situations because the, the Coyotes moving into the smaller arena for a bit and having you know less room that, than they typically need to fill – then you flip that on its head and you have ASU basketball moving into an arena that has more seats than they know what to do with because they can't even pack out DFA, which is like one third or one fourth the size of what's going to be built. I mean, it would make the games look more empty. I, <laughs> it would be great facility wise because they ran out of water during the season. Yeah, that- one game they ran out of power. So the, the arena needs an upgrade. Yeah. I, uh, I was, I mean, I don't, didn't, this was, I don't know if this ever even a thought, but like my, I was a a proponent of ASU basketball playing in the new hockey arena, the ASU hockey arena. I felt like that was higher quality, but a a manageable size. But um, like Shane mentioned, there was a game canceled earlier in the year because they didn't have running water or electricity. And I feel like having such a terrible, terrible facilities doesn't help. Like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, 
if we have terrible facilities, how are we supposed to get good recruits? And if we don't have good recruits, how are we supposed to put people in the seats? But then it's like, if we have this big arena with nobody in it, are people going to want to play here anyways? So it's a, very, it's a very interesting little conundrum. But I, generally speaking, am a fan of it because they need something better than DFA. Uh, DFA is so does trash. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby Hurley deserves better. Yeah, let, let's start there because and I, have covered, there. <laughs> I have covered a lot of games in Desert Financial. And look, I know a lot of people don't get to see the guts of that building, but it's not so effectively referred to as the bunker. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Let's just say it as it is. I know people are like, just renovate the arena. It's fine. It's a dump. Yeah, it's, it's a dump. And if you repair. talk to people inside the program, they will simply tell you it's a dump. They need a new arena. Stop talking about renovating Desert Financial Arena. Literally get out the wrecking ball and make that like <laughs> an area where you can go before football games to tailgate. Just knock yeah. it to the ground. It's done. It's so antiquated. Get rid of it. I like this idea of playing in the larger arena. I get what you're saying, Shane. But with a lot of new arenas, they have like those drop-down barriers. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of technology that can make it look smaller yeah. than it is. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it's an interesting solution for ASU, right? You yeah. don't have to spend the money. Yeah, and it wouldn't – I mean, that's not a big, huge problem. Obviously, as you said, you can put like – you can put banners up and everything and cover the extra seating. But they do that – they did that in DFA for a while by DFA itself. Like they, they couldn't even fill DFA's upper level, so they did the same thing. I mean, I, it, it would all be good. I'm just but what, jokes for So three questions. What is the proposed stadium seat? What is DFA seat? And what is an average Pac-12 basketball stadium hold? Because, unfortunately, I don't know. But what are those numbers? Current – or the proposed Coyote Arena, thousand current DFA, fourteen one, and an average Pac twelve. I don't know what average Pac twelve is. DFA is yeah. too big. It was built too big. Okay, ASU's ASU's average is probably significantly lower than the Pac twelve average. Yeah, uh, at least this past year, uh, they did they did not really get fans in the seats. Uh, but wait, what did you say the number for the the new the temp, proposed Tempe Arena is sixteen thousand, which is small by NHL standards. By the way, I think yeah. it would be the second smallest arena. In the NHL next to Winnipeg's. Winnipeg, yeah. It's still not too about big the size, for Greg. ASU, but again, with those barriers, and it's it's not just uh, you know banners that you drop down or curtains. Some some arenas have much more high tech, acoustically designed things where they can create barriers, and you can do that sort of thing and and make it better. I, it, it's not ideal, but man, <laughs> Desert Financial Arena yeah. is is. Yeah, to quote Ving Ring, Ving Ring is really fucking far from ideal. <laughs> <laughs> that it is. It's just that they they need better. They're, a, they're supposed to be a, a power five program. Um, I I don't know how you can like you're you're bringing in Arizona, UCLA, USC at least once a year every like you're you can't you and you can't you have to at least co- compete like in terms of facilities with those other programs. Yeah, like if, if I'm a recruit and I'm getting off at the airport and I'm looking around and Arizona is beautiful. And then I walk into DFA. I'm going to be like, I don't know. I, I would have questions at the very least, especially if I'm, I'm, I'm about to go on a, on a trip to Arizona where all they care about is their college basketball team. It's, I don't know. It just, it definitely needs, they need something other than DFA. I'd rather this, play outside. Does this change anything politically with the Tempe city council? Does this go? Oh, Oh, well this may ASU is interested in this. That's a, well, now that's a big deal. So does this change anything? I don't know the answer to that definitively. Uh, you've talked to council, well, you've seen council members, they've been asked about the ASU influence and they'll say they'll, they'll make the decision based on the merits of the situation itself or the proposal itself. But find me a politician who has not been influenced by outside <laughs> factors, including money or large employers in your city. Find me one. So I would say reasonably, yes, ASU should have some impact. The question I have is, is ASU trying to exert some influence? Now, their procurement laws, we know all about that. The Coyotes have had to steer clear of this because of those laws, but there are also back channels. And Tampa Mayor Corey Woods happens to work for Arizona State. He, he works for ASU Prep. So just saying, huh? I wonder, I wonder. <laughs> and do they read Craig S. Morgan? Because if they read Craig S. Morgan, <laughs> they'll know all about it. I have no idea if they read me. <laughs> well, if they want to read you, they have to head over to GoPHNX 
and check out your stories. Check out the stories from all of our great reporters. Obviously, we got Totri working on some ASU stuff. Gerald is going to be doing a bunch of good, uh, great Sun stuff for the, the playoff run. Playoffs. Um, playoffs. Oh boy, that's uh, I didn't I didn't think we were going to get any any of those references in the Coyotes game. We already I, we, I think we mentioned that in the Sun Devils today actually. Um, but head over to the GoPHNX or head over to gophnx.com. Check out our stories. Maybe grab a membership. Unlock a world of Arizona sports coverage. Um, if you get a membership, um, become a part of the family. You'll either get a free T-shirt from the PHNX Locker or your first month for just fifty cents, just for signing up. Um, you can also there, we have deals of the week on occasion. Um, I believe right now is the fifty percent off uh, sun or sun shirts. Maybe it's buy one, get one. I don't remember exactly what it is, but there's always deals of the week. You have We're to be a member to get them. Yeah, I'm not going to back you at all on this. Oh, that was Sean. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, you have, regardless of what the deal of the week is, you have to be a member to get it. Um, we have these sweet new hats. Um, I know I've been rocking the the snapback. I know, I know uh, PD and Craig. I got my big, dad hat. Big snapback guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Um, but the, the hats are awesome. So head over to the PHNX locker, get yourself a hat, get yourself a membership. Get yourself a T-shirt and read some great stories. Um, read Craig's story on the Tempe Arena. Well, his several stories on the Tempe Arena, including his newest one about the possibility of ASU basketball playing in the arena. Anything else from this game, guys? Can they play at the same time for attendance? Sh- <laughs> ASU basketball and Coyotes hockey? Make it a hell of a lot more interesting than the shit we saw tonight. Basketball. <laughs> Played at the same time. Yeah. You know, people were asking about that. Like, oh, that'll be a logistical nightmare. How many arenas do you know that switch over from sports to ice? <laughs> Maybe, all the time. It's what is Stable Center time. called now? And we're like, oh, it's, so, two teams. Com arena. So, so it's two teams. But if you add up the home games of ASU men's and women's basketball, it still doesn't add up to one NBA team's home games in a season. So, yes, they can do it. And another thing to remember is, ASU basketball will not practice there. They have the weather up facility where they yeah. practice all the time. So they don't need to be there for all those other other days of the week. So it's not that big of an issue. And it's, it's exactly what um, I believe Georgetown does. Their basketball team plays at the same arena that the Capitals and the Wizards play at. So if they can do it with two pro teams and two college basketball teams, I feel like they can manage with a hockey team and two basketball yeah. teams. How about the, the narrative that oh, I, I like had somebody in my, in my Twitter thread today saying, oh, students won't go. It's too far. It could be like 30 plus minutes, maybe walking, I guess. But it's like if you're if you're at the corner of Mill and Rio Salado, it's one mile. Like do yeah. students not hop on buses. Do they not have scooters all over campus? Like that's going to be the deciding factor. One yeah. mile. Really? If they did that, they would definitely have shuttles for students. Right. I, I for sure. I, and especially knowing the nine four two crew, like they they show up even when no one else does. Like they they they'll get there. Um, and I mean, I think having a new arena would like, I think the the people that would want to go to a new arena and not DFA would offset the handful of students that decide not to go because it's a little too far. Um, but. That's just my opinion. Which brings up another thing that I brought from tonight's game to tie this back together with crowds and college crowds. And I will say one thing that the Coyotes might be leading the NHL in is visiting arenas waves. Do I have to see the goddamn wave again? I guess in a 6-1-7-1 game, you have to do a wave. Like the third period of these games, the opposing teams are doing the wave. And I don't know if I guess there's nothing to watch and they're the, the lead is secure and they want to cheer about something. So they start the wave. But I have never seen it so much in the NHL as I have this season against the Coyotes. Fox there's 2001, one. you're right. We need hoodies. I agree. I, I do agree. We, I agree. We need yes. Get, maybe get, maybe get Cody, Cody, yeah. Cody on it. Um, Cody on a hoodie would be nice. Yeah. Um, Just, a, you I know, do. the simple PHNX hoodie. I would. Yeah, the PHNX one. hoodie. They can go across all sports. I'm in. I'm hoping Lindsay Spano isn't listening right now because Lindsay Spano likes the wave, PD. So I'm just going to throw that out. Well, there. Really? Okay. I was going to ask, what is what is the the grudge the with the wave? I don't know if I have the hate for it. I've just I've never seen it this much in an NHL season. Like it, like it, I, I don't, don't necessarily hate it. I don't. I, I know this will surprise you, Sean. I don't necessarily participate <laughs> in the wave when I'm in a building. I'm not a guy. Eh, I don't. That's not me. You don't I'm even just throw, throw a hand up. No, but I watched again. I watched a little bit of the the Minnesota Dallas game that was going to overtime two two. Guess where they didn't have the wave in Dallas? Because why? <laughs> They're watching the game. 
So I guess well, I it's an actual competitive game. But I feel like, and, and no pun intended, I have seen a wave recently of wave hatred. Um, I was at, I was actually at the D-backs game last Sunday, and shortly after the D-backs gave up back-to-back home runs, they started doing the wave. And one of the guys sitting behind me mentioned that people have gotten really lazy with the wave because they don't even like really stand up anymore. They just kind of throw their hands up. So it's, yeah. like, it's not even like a a full like full effort wave. I think the wave is weak. I agree with Karen. I'm I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I don't I don't work up a lather about it where I'm really angry that I yeah, see I'm not it. hating like, on it. I think it's lame more than anything I, else. Lame. <laughs> I just like seeing an entire like 10, 15. 20,000 people, whatever it is, group of people in unison. Like, I just think that's, it's all, it's funny to me. I don't know. I just, I feel like I just never realized that the wave was something that people would even have like a feeling about. Like, it's just like any other chant or cheer at a sporting event. You know, as long as we're talking about throwing your hands up in the air, Petey, how is that, that dance video coming? Because you thought you (laughs) were gotten any classes yet? Nobody's going to remember. Nobody's supposed to get lessons. Okay, I'm I'm done with the lessons. Just somebody find the TikTok dance I have to do. Let's get it done and check it off the list. Let's get let's go. <laughs> we have a choreographer for this. Is this gonna be a whole thing? Yeah, we've got HR with like Karen. Do we have a we have a dance instructor slash choreographer? I know Espo was on our TikTok doing a little bit of a not really a dance, but he was doing a little bit of a, like a yeah. I saw that today, he acted. So. Yeah, he, maybe maybe he has some tips. I feel like Espo can bust a move if he, if he needed to. Speaking of acting, I don't know if can I tease my thing at all. Oh, you should. I yeah, go if, for it. You I don't know it. when it's going to be up. I have the feeling it's going to be up soon. There might yeah. be a new, a real like we used to do. PD's puck talk on the show all the time when the games were a little more relevant, and we'd talk hockey before Craig come on. We'd we'd break down a play. We haven't done that in a while. There will actually be another edition of PD's puck talk. It's done. It's in the can, edited, so I don't know when it's coming out. I would guess today's Thursday, so I guess no later than Monday, maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Are you going to say about it? There might be an, there might be an acting performance in it. Ah, is a PD yeah. a person in your neighborhood? PD is a person <laughs> in your neighborhood. There's a, I think there's multiple acting performances in it, yeah. actually. Oh, yeah, there are. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a, a, a cameo from the ASU crew. By the way, that was, yeah. So check it out. I, you know what? Had a lot of fun doing it. I, I, and when we get to the, we're going to talk about the members' Discord. I'm going to go in there um, after this one airs and get some ideas of what we can do for the next one because I think it is. We do have fun with it, but I do think it helps people learn something about the game of hockey. So I, I, I can't attest. I, I, you were testing out your little or part of it on me, and I, I did, I did learn a little bit, and I, that's all. I felt that's what we're trying to do. So. Um. Speaking of having fun, though, we're doing something pretty fun as a, as a PHNX Coyotes crew. As a family. Um, yep. As a family. For the, the last game at Gila River Arena, um, we're, ta- we're, we're taking it over. We're going to have a party bus. Um, it's the official PHNX Coyotes takeover party bus on April 29th um, for that final game at Gila River Arena against the Predators. Um, Predators were the first game ever, right, too, right? That is correct. Yeah. yeah. What are the odds? Um, but if that, it's $125. It includes a ticket to the game. You get to meet new all-city, all-team athlete Josh Doan, who was recently signed to an NIL deal, uh, free food and drink, um, giveaway. We're giving away a chance to ride on the Zamboni during intermission. Um, I think there's some golf towels involved. Um, and, of course, you get a bus to and from the game. Picks up at the Ainsworth. Um so join us. I mean, I, we don't know who's going to be on the bus yet, but I know P, I, you want to get on the bus. I want to get that. And, and you know, just think about prizes. And I was going through my house today. I might actually donate at least one, maybe two or three items to go in the prize. Bearer. Wow. Look Some legit, legit coyote history stuff. Like might a wing rescue it. suit? No. <laughs> no, like a wing rescue suit. There's, there's some stuff. I got some stuff that it's just gathering dust and somebody else might appreciate it more. Nice. It's real coyote history. I like it. Um, I do know that a lot of a lot of our listeners and viewers um, are season ticket holders. So if you already have a ticket to the game and you just want to meet Josh Stone, maybe get a free T-shirt. We are also going to do just a Josh Stone meet and greet, meet and greet at Westgate at the Lola um, prior to the game at about 630. Um, and so 
I, I got to meet Josh for the first time the other day when he came to the office. Super nice guy. Very fun to talk to. Um, so if you, if you, like I said, if you are a season ticket holder or you happen to have a ticket to this game already, come by to the Lola um, and meet Josh Doan and get a t-shirt. The t-shirts are, are really awesome. I do like them a lot. Um, I have to, I have to get mine. Um, I just I love this wanna, little cartoon of Josh. Do we, do we, Craig and when Leah will be back in town by then, right? She'll be back for the bus and then, and the yes. Lola, so she'll be there. So what do we get to do? Like, can I actually go to the game? Do I like, can I sit in a seat and watch a hockey game? Nice. I mean, you've had a spot in the press box all year. <laughs> but can I sit with in the seats? Because they're seat? lower bowl, right? Bowl seats? Yes. Yeah, I would imagine there'll still be some. I, I'm really wondering what that last game is going to look like if people are going to turn out. I'm not saying they're going to sell out, but is it going to be a big crowd? Uh, I'm wondering about that. And will they do the whiteout? I hope they do the whiteout. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. They should do the whiteout for the See? Final. Again, Craig, you are full of so much... <laughs> Good ideas. Yes, you weren't sure what I was going to say, but you're you? full of a lot of good ideas. Is that you? It's another good idea. <laughs> Put it all in there. The realignment. That's a good idea. The whiteout. So guess what I'm going to wear? I'm whiting out. I'm going to white out. All right, I don't have a white PH and X shirt though. I'm going to wear my white suit then. I am going to wear my white suit as well. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, although I, I I will say that like, everyone that is going with our group is getting a gray Josh Doan T-shirt. So gray is close enough, gray right? Gray, uh, but I can wear gray with a white suit because I do have a white suit because I worked there and I thought, oh, I'll wear it at the next whiteout. And guess what? There wasn't one. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so, anything from this game or in general that you uh, want to talk about? I think we've hit it all, boys. We have. Yeah, uh, feel, go ahead. I feel like it's obligatory when we play, when the, the Yotes play the Canucks have to talk about OEL and Garland. Assist for OEL, goal for Garland. Garland's up now on a five-game point streak. Um, so at least someone with an attachment to the franchise is still succeeding. Yeah, they're not going to get in. It's too bad. They're they're playing really well lately. They're just they, they the a little mountain. too late. We yeah. did a really bad start for that team. Yep. yep. But that Curious brings up a well, in the offseason though. Would like a guy like Connor Garland? Will he be back? Because that GM's just not wed to anything there. They're going to miss the playoffs. He may. He may say goodbye to some of those players, and Garland may may be on the move again, which is just crazy to think about. Yeah, I think they're they're very they don't have a lot of patience there. Things are going to blow up there again. I'm afraid, and I told you already. I don't think the coach will be behind the bench game one next year. I don't think Bruce Boudreaux will be there. I think they'll make a change there too. Um, but we talked about Coyotes, former Coyotes, doing well. I'm looking forward to ten days from now as the playoffs approach and going. Okay, who of the former Coyotes is in? And then we can finally have our little uh, Coyote draft and draft players that are going into the playoffs and and see who has the best performances. And I and I think the first overall pick should probably be Darcy Kemper, but that's just me. Well, speaking of the future, why don't we take a look at our upcoming schedule? Um, we're getting down to the end. Uh, obviously, we got this game against Calgary um, to finish out this little two-game Canadian road trip, and then come back home for four of the last five games at Gila River Arena. Yeah, Carolina, Washington, St. Louis, mm, I don't think so. Loss, loss, loss. Calgary, loss. Blackhawks, maybe. And then we're maybe. in the week of the season. Maybe. Yeah, those other teams right now are playing. I mean, but Calgary losing that badly tonight yeah. to Vegas definitely did not help their chances. They are in rubble because they are going to get a tongue lashing from their head coach tomorrow at practice they are in one on saturday night and i, I think uh same to be said about carolina washington st louis they're all playing really 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 good hockey right now and they're ramping up as the coyotes in chicago are, are ramping down and getting ready for golf season so that might be the winnable game of the season is the 20th in chicago i know seattle or st louis just beat the sabers 62 today it was not not pretty for the hometown team um, and then one last thing. Let's throw up the punch card. We're getting oh so close. A thing of beauty. That is amazing. We officially have less than one row. That is amazing. I'm excited. I don't know. It, like no one. I'm excited. We're going to do something on game 82. I am really excited about yeah. that. I am going to schedule my Uber right now, so I don't have to worry <laughs> about it. I don't care what it costs. Let's get me an Uber or a car because maybe I'll sleep in the bus that night. Well, we are we are doing a live show at the Lola after the game, so 
Yeah, um, but the, do I have to be sober? I've seen other no, shows that's, on well, that's, my, that's my point. That's my point. We're, we're going to be at a bar already. We're, okay. It's, it's got I'm not calling guys out, but I've seen guys drink on the air more than one or two. I've seen it. Um, Just saying. Also, I don't know if you guys have mentioned this, but I, a Connect 9 is in play uh, with, game, with wow. game 81. Oh. With we game don't... 81. Oh, look at that. Oh, my so, God. Corner yeah. to corner. Oh, really wow. big one. Yeah, that's, and, that's a big and, loss. And if it's a loss, it's corners. We have game one, nine, 73, and 81 with all the losses. Yeah, wow. Look at all this fun we're having. Who said it's Coyote gotta, Hockey isn't fun? <laughs> got to get the wins where you can take them. Game 81's at Dallas, and Dallas needs to win that game. So, hmm. We might get a Connect Nine. I like it. I like the chances. Hey, at least we have something to look forward to. Do you think Wedgie plays that game? I, I bet would, he does. I would think so. Yeah, I bet you he does that game, don't you? Yeah, I think Wedgie plays. Wedgie plays Veggie in Dallas. I like it. We're gonna need like a full like boxing promo graphic of Veg. Veggie, yes, Charles. Charles sees the light. There is, and, and again, I've said it before, and I'll get this. I'll wrap up my comments for the day. I'm sorry I was negative today. I was frustrated with the seven to one loss. I was, but the plan is to lose. They're doing a magnificent job of it. And when the ping pong balls fall, let's hope we are cheering. And that is this team Stanley Cup for this year is the ping pong ball lottery. Yes. And that's where the positive starts to turn around for this team, this franchise, this city, this organization it starts on that day. Okay. Imagine if we knew the odds. <sighs> if only. Um, well, Leah is like still that. in Canada for a couple of days, so I will be back hosting uh, the post-game show on Saturday after the Calgary game. Um, but I think that's that's all we have for tonight. I, I didn't think we were going to be able to talk this long about a loss this bad, but I guess we have arena news, and whenever there's arena news, there's, there's stuff to talk about. Yep. Um, By the way, I will be here Saturday. I you will. Saturday. You what? I won't be here Saturday. You, you know won't. No, buddy. It's going to so be me and Sean to play, and we're going to be at the studio. And, and Shane, me, you, and Shane in yeah, the studio. Yeah. We'll make it an ASU Coyote crossover. We'll just talk ASU softball. We might after a Calgary <laughs> game that could go sideways. Maybe we'll, yeah. we'll talk. Maybe ASU even softball. a hot or not, huh? Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe a producer surprise. I don't know. Just bring in all the shows. I'm in for some fun because I have a feeling the game could be not as much. So if you want to tune in for fun, tune in Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday is going to be fun. Um, All right. Make sure you go ahead and follow at S. Peters Hockey. Follow PD. Follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan. You can follow me at Sean underscore to pause. Of course, follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes and PHNX in general at phnx underscore sports um this was this was fun despite how not you did fun a great job sean you did a great job I, I appreciate it like i said we will see you on saturday but for now deuces